0: Hi everybody, my name is Sam Hyman and welcome to episode one of Behind a Bulldog. The Behind a Bulldog podcast is a podcast designed for us to hear stories from our administrators, coaches, and student-athletes. It's also a chance to get to know them on a deeper level. Our first guest is Vice President and Director of Athletics, Mr. Steve Poston. Mr. Poston and I will discuss what a fall without sports looks like. As many of you know already, Some student-athletes are starting to return to campus and will begin classes online August 24th while transitioning to a hybrid model in early September. In addition, we hear Mr. Poston's message to staff, coaches, student-athletes, and the importance to follow health and safety guidelines. We will also dive into the tremendous success of Wingate Athletics over the years, as well as Mr. Poston's own journey. Here we go, behind the bulldog episode one
1: all right we are recording
0: episode number one of the behind a bulldog podcast series I'm very delighted to be joined by Mr. Steve Poston the vice president and director of athletics Mr. Poston thank you so much for joining me for episode number one
1: thank you Sam I'm glad to be here and look look forward to the opportunity
0: so before we dive into some of our topics today, Mr. Poston, I did want to mention uh, the passing of Dr. Jerry Surratt, who has been an, an icon yeah. across across Wingate Athletics, across the Wingate University campus, and spent 17 years as the head coach for the Wingate men's and women's golf team, and also an academic dean, a professor, a leader. What uh, what will you remember? Mr. Surratt for the most?
1: Well, I think, well, first of all, his friendship. Uh, you know, uh, he was uh, one of the very first people I met at Wingate University, or then Wingate Junior College, when I came to work here in 1972, in August of 72. And uh, and he's always been just a really uh, a special friend. Uh, I've admired his work, obviously, as a professor and as an administrator. Um, and, uh, and and obviously, uh, as a coach in our department, uh, I don't know that Jerry ever started, thought he'd ever end up as a coach, uh, you know, but uh, given the opportunity, he took it and ran with it and uh, just did a really outstanding job. And it, just the comments from the student athletes who played on his teams, you know, yeah, yeah, he was, they, they were successful and uh, won some championships. But I think to the person, they just talk about what a nice man he was, you know, and how much they, Really valued their time with him, so he'll be missed. Uh, his uh, his legacy's here. You know, we, we definitely uh, build on that, and and, and certainly uh, uh, appreciate very much all he did for the university, and not just in the athletics department, but just a the just a hallmark of, of a great man here at the university.
0: And we, we certainly extend on behalf of Wingate Athletics our thoughts and prayers to uh, Dr. Surratt's family and, and friends. Uh, so tough transition, Mr. Poston, but I, I do want to move into some other topics here. And, and first of all, beginning with quite simply, what have the last several months, weeks been like for you?
1: I think the biggest biggest challenge we had to have Sam over the last last several months has just been the uncertainty of it all. You know, it's uh, it's 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 such a, uh, we use the word fluid often when we talk about this these last few months, and uh, it seems like every day something changes, and and what we were what we thought was going to be uh, the prop the path forward one day may have completely changed uh, on, on another day. You know, and I think so. The the uncertainty, and I, and I felt for the student athletes in that regard and you know, that they don't know what's next. They don't know whether they're going to have a season or not, or they don't know whether they're going to be able to return to campus or not. And, and our coaching staff feels those misses, you know, they, they love their athletes and they miss having them in face to face. So I think it's, I think that's been a, been a part of the challenge. Um, and the other, the other, the other part is once we realize that, uh, this is something that we're going to have to deal with is, is mapping up our path forward, you know, uh, this thing's going to end one day, and you know we want to make sure that we're ready uh, when that when that day comes, and whatever adjustments we have to make in the meantime, we will make. But at the same time, uh, uh, Bulldog Athletics, you know, has always been uh, able to bounce back, you know. And we think, and in this particular case, I think we're we're looking forward to that time.
0: As far as uh, a message, some some type of uh, you know words of wisdom, if you will, for for your administrators, your, your coaches, the, the student-athletes. How, how can you pack all that in and, and just provide some, some type of statement to try and, and help everybody push through this time? What, what would that message be?
1: Well, for one, I think we have to start with just the fact that we have such an outstanding staff, uh, head coaches and administrative, athletic administrative staff. Uh, I have told them often, I would not have wanted to navigate these waters with anybody else but them, uh, and our student athletes uh, should feel good about who they've had uh, uh, but directing them during this time. You know, I know that the coaches have been in contact, constant contact with their student athletes on their various teams, and just offering them the reinsurance, you know, but just I, my message is, yes, it's a tough time, but we got the right people here to help us through that time. We've got, you know, as I said, outstanding coaches. We got outstanding administrators in the athletic department. We've got outstanding student workers that help us put on a great pro, great uh, program of athletics for our our fans and our families. And and uh, and our student athletes have, have been, if nothing else, we have to say how resilient they are. You know, they they're disappointed when their season ends, but then at the same time they look forward to what's next. So. Uh, that's kind of how we approach things. You know, we, we look to the future. We can't do anything about the past. Uh, that's done. And uh, right. we, we're just looking forward to uh, a bright future for Bulldog Athletics.
0: Now, and we are taping this on August 18th, and so things things might change in, in the coming days and everything. But right now, a, a plan is in place. Students are returning to campus. I'm curious, uh, how, how confident are you in the procedures that are in place that things will continue to move smoothly this semester, given what is, has been outlined?
1: That's a, that's a great question, Sam. And, and uh, I think what I, I, what I've said often is this is all uncharted territory for us. So there's no playbook on how to, how to navigate this this particular situation that we find ourselves. So we're having to make it up as we go along. We, we think about the future and we plan for the future and understand that sometimes those those plans have to change on the, on the fly and and uh, so we're you know I think that's one thing uh, that we're, we're looking forward to is to, is to some getting back to some semblance of order i've talked to our coaches and I, and I, our coaches have talked to their student athletes, and the message is clear uh, it 's up to us whether we finish this year out here in person on campus or whether we have to have to uh, return to, uh, to online and return home. Mm-hmm we do the right things and, and, and set the right example in the athletics department, that will go a long way mm-hmm. in, in, in all of our students, not just the athletics, athletics student athletes, but also the general student population. If they see the athletes doing things the right way, I think that is a tremendous example for everybody to follow. Uh, following all the safety protocols of social distancing and, mask and 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 hand washing and doing the things that they should be doing if our student-athletes are doing that as an example to others, I think we'll have a – we have an excellent chance of making this whole thing work this year.
0: No doubt. And and there there is a great plan structure, Dr. Brown. I mean, it is – it is all put in place. It is all out there. And I think another thing, you, you know, you see what happened with UNC and how quickly things can get shut down if you do not take this seriously. So. I guess what what do you want your student athletes to hear uh about the the possibility of of things getting shut down that quickly and how important it is to take this very seriously wear masks and social distance.
1: Yeah, I think um you're right. I mean it's it, it is on us, so, you know, to make sure that we're that we're sending the right message and everything out to the to the uh, to the student athletes and making sure they understand their role in, ha- in making this this uh, a successful year in, at the university you know i I, uh, I think it's you know really really when we really think it think, think it through it's being a good teammate you know if you, you know if, if you're going to go out and compromise your team's uh, health uh, by uh, inappropriate behaviors, you know, doing things that would put you in harm's way and of, uh, of, uh, of contracting the virus and and then bringing that back to your team. It's just, uh, you know, we, we think that we think it's just like being, as I said, being a good teammate, being a good classmate, you know, and, and, uh, and that's some of the one dog attitude, you know, that we look around here and say, we're all in this together. Yes, we are one dog. And if 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 all of us would take that responsibility seriously and make decisions based on that mindset, we can do this, you know. But all it takes is a few that decide not to that can can compromise it for everybody. At at Chapel Hill, you know, we had I think they said they had 130 new cases. Well, at a place like Chapel Hill, that's not a lot of people. I mean, it's a lot. It's 130, but in the percentage, it's not, and it shut them down. Right. In, in terms of online in-person classes, and and so that can happen here. You know, if we're not if we're not being that uh, conscientious about what we're doing and and how we how we are monitoring each other, I think uh, we should hold each other accountable. You know, um, and and basically make sure that our 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 teammates and our classmates do it in the
0: Certainly, and I I think I heard the number forty-five. I believe quarantine beds or or isolation rooms, uh, if, if those are needed, Mr. Poston, when you think about March 12th, that's basically when everything shut down and then you fast forward to where we are today, recording this August, August 18th. What have you learned the most and and your fellow, your your coworkers, what have you learned the most about yourself and, and this process?
1: But I've learned a whole way, a, a new way of doing my work. You know, I've, I've been at home most of the time. I haven't been here on campus very often uh, at, it, uh, except for a day, day or two here and there. And so I've known, I've figured, I've figured out uh, how to do some work at home. Uh, obviously, without games, that makes things a little more, uh, a little simpler, you know, to, to do administrative work and you're not having to schedule games and conduct game operations and things like that. But, uh, so I learned, I learned that. i I think I've learned patience. Uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, you, we, every week we say, well, maybe it'll get better next week or next month or and and so far that hadn't happened. Uh, you know, and, and I think if I, I, if you had told me on August 18th, 2020, we would be having this conversation, uh, I would have been surprised that we were still in this, this, in the, in the state that we in, uh, you know, March 12th, 2020, and now on August 18th, 2020, you know, those, there's no way I would have dreamed that we would be, I, we would be canceling fall sports.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it is, it's crazy to think about, to just hear those, those dates and how separate, how far apart those dates are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, One other quick one before I transition to our next uh, subject matter, and that is the plan is to hopefully get winter sports going on time and then hopefully have the fall sports pick up in in the spring at some point. What is your mindset, your procedure, I guess, the next couple weeks, the next couple months to gauge whether or not that is – a strong possibility of happening.
1: I, I, I'm smiling because I may ought to ask you that question because, uh, <laughs> you the folks there over in the game operations area and sport in the athletic communication department, yeah, boy, they're gonna have a big job, you know, come spring <laughs> if, we're, if we're playing all these sports. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we're hoping the winter sports can begin on time. You know, we're gonna probably make that decision by October 1. Uh, you know, uh, Official basketball practice starts on the 14th, uh, 15th of October, and uh, our first games are scheduled now in basketball in the uh, uh, mid, mid-November range, I think, maybe November 12th, 13th, around in that, that area. Uh, our swim program is a little different because we don't have a conference in swimming, and you, so we're trying to decide right now what we want to do with with our swim program this year, whether we want to try to compete or whether we want to – want to wait and, and just gear up for next year. Uh, at the same time, you know, our swimmers will want to continue to work out and things like that. Uh, and the reason for that is not because we want to cancel, cancel swimming, you know, we just don't have anybody to p- swim against right now, you know, right. so uh, so that, that could be an, an indoor track. Uh, you know, I think we can manage that if, 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 if that comes to, you know, we can, that's you, most of those mates are in the spring anyway or after after Christmas rather and come in the spring semester, uh, so I think we could manage uh, the uh, the indoor outdoor the indoor track program. Uh, basketball is the one that's probably the the most critical and the one that's you know, that will hit us first, and that is because uh, October 4th, October fifteenth will get here before we know it.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and yes, I, I actually was having a couple of dreams about uh, four four or five events in one day next. Next year, so I, I am thinking the same thing, Mister Poston. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, an intense year if if that's the case.
1: Well, we, we certainly won't. Uh, there won't be many days off, that's for sure, and uh, we, it won't be for. We'll have plenty to do, so we won't get bored.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, we will not. And 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 jumping really back to practices too. I know this is something that you had, you addressed uh, to s- some coaches, but right now is it clear everything is got to be voluntary like there are no just so that the student athletes are aware there are no scheduled practices at this time for the foreseeable future for for any uh, of the student athletes
1: that's correct and we are we are definitely uh we're trying to open up some of our outdoor facilities because we can do a better job of social distancing and and that sort of thing. Uh, indoors a little harder because of the limited numbers that state of North Carolina allows, uh, and, uh, you know, the number of, of, of uh, participants. Um, yeah, and and right now, the student-athlete, we wanted to open up our athletic, outdoor athletic facility so they could go out and get some exercise and do something. But it is strictly voluntary. And uh, 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 hopefully, uh, when we get into uh, the, the regular academic year, and we, were, we will be able to start our practices for the out-of-season competition on a, uh, on a good day. You know, uh, right now you can only – it has to be four days, at least four days after the start of practice before anybody can have official out-of-season practice begins. And uh, we certainly won't start before then. and It may be after Labor Day before we're able to get started.
0: Gotcha. So, uh, qu- transitioning now just to your background – and, and it's, a, it's a heck of a background. Uh, by the way, I, I have written down, and correct me if I'm wrong, 20 years uh, in this particular role as, as the Vice President and Director of Athletics. Do I, do I have that right, or? You have that right. I, I do have a, that right, and this. I'm
1: beginning my 20th year, yeah.
0: Okay. What's, what's different about you from year one to year 20?
1: Well, other than the fact that in year one, I knew not, I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I mean, that is the part, but uh, just a growth opportunity. And, 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 and I think, you know, one of the things that uh, we've been very fortunate about Wingate, you know, during my career here is we've hired good coaches and they have stayed. Uh, yeah. We have a, a lot of of, of uh, experience on our coaching staff here at Wingate and, and, you know, they've been, you know, we, and when we hire a new coach, uh, that coach uh, buys in pretty quickly and, and stays, stays focused. And I think my role has been to try to do, try to hire good people and then let them do their job. You know, I am, um, I, I do not see, see myself as a micromanager. I joked with a coach one time and we were, I said, you wouldn't want to play with the team I would recruit, you know? And so, uh, uh, so uh, you know, I leave that up to them and, and how they run their program. And that, and, and so I think, that just a whole idea of how just in 20 years, Sam, how athletics, uh, college athletics has changed. You know, not only have I learned a lot, but we, the, the whole industry has changed and, uh, re, you know, we've gone now, you know, from probably when I started, we had th- roughly 300, 350 student athletes. Uh, now we got 650, you know, and, and, uh, just you know then the number and they play such a significant role on our campus you know and I've I think what I've been so impressed with you know during I during my time is how well the coaches have recruited the type of kid young man young woman that's going to fit well here at Wingate and and really contribute to our campus outside of the athletic area
0: absolutely and you uh you lead me into my next point very easily outside of athletics this uh I've got so many numbers written down. I'll I'll read a couple 445 student athletes earned spot on Wingate's athletic director's spring honor roll 13 straight sack Eccles cups sack best 128 academic All-Americans. I mean, numbers are numbers are numbers, but it it really hits home here at Wingate with just the tremendous amount of success on the academic side. Uh, How do you explain all that?
1: Well, I think before we start with the fact that we've got an outstanding group of uh, coaches who emphasize the importance of the academic performance. Uh, you know, uh, there you I, I use this uh, this this illustration when I talked to parents uh, several years back. Uh, the NCA had an ad. It said we have 500,000 student athletes participating in intercollegiate athletics, and most will go pro in something other than sports. And I think what I, we realize here at Wingate is. Almost all of our students, athletes here, will make their living other outside of the sports, uh, professional sports. Now they may coach or they may have some other sports-related activity, but uh, or a career. But it won't be they won't make a living playing their sport. And so I think that fact that they need to focus on the academic side and earn that degree is really uh, at the forefront of what our coaches uh, coaches. That's part of their their defining principles. I think in their part. I think that you know, and you mentioned the 445 student athletes on the that. To me, that blew me away. I, I just thought, I mean,
0: wow. That, that's, that, nearly 70%. that's nearly seventy percent. That's nearly yeah. seventy percent of the student athletes.
1: Isn't that? Isn't that? That's an incredible number. And and uh, and and that you know. And then the other side of that coin, I think we have had a faculty here on campus that have been supportive for the most part of the student athlete and their role here, and and worked with them as a. You know, have to miss class, or they have to make up work, or whatnot. And and I think uh, our faculty has been very uh, understanding. And uh, and I think you know they buy into the fact that what the student athlete learns on the practice field, game field, game, the pool, the court, what they have you uh, really complements what they learn in the classroom.
0: Let's uh let's go back in time even a bit further past your first year as the vice president and uh, director of athletics. Head baseball coach. Uh, yeah. that, I, that's where you you got your you, you cut your teeth in 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 this Wingate University campus. How did you hear about Wingate initially, and what attracted you to come here?
1: Well, I was coaching in high school at the time. Uh, I was in a, a small high school up in the up in the mountain areas of North Carolina. Uh, I actually, you know, interesting thing. I was not coaching baseball. You know, I was coaching basketball and tennis at the time, and. And and uh, I had a friend uh, who I had coached with at that school who was on the, who came to Wingate and was on the staff here, and when the uh, baseball coaching position, I did play college baseball and and uh, so my background that that was my sport, you know, okay. I just never had just had not had the opportunity to coach it in high school at that time, but uh, but he recommended me to the president then uh, uh, to come down and take take over from coach Ron Christopher when he decided to step away from, from the coaching responsibilities. And so I came down, looked around the campus. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny, Sam. I, I think, uh, uh, when I saw the baseball field, I you know, I couldn't even tell where the infield was. I mean, the grass had grown up so high and everything. It was just, it wasn't a very impressive place. I will say that, but for whatever reason, you know, I believe the good Lord puts you in a good place and gives you an opportunity, uh, that you need to take advantage of. And I, I certainly feel uh, that that was the case with me. It, when it seemed like home to me. I mean, even our, uh, we often hear our students say, you know, it's just, it feels like family. And I felt that when I came on campus and, and uh, interviewed for the position. And the president then offered me the opportunity. And, heck, at 25 years old to have a head coaching opportunity, even you know, it was unheard of and, uh, you know, and I just, I'm just so appreciative of that opportunity that I had, and uh love baseball, love coaching. I did it for seven years and uh then moved into the admissions office full time and uh, uh, at the time admissions was taking a little different uh direction in how we were recruiting students and since I had been recruiting baseball players, I guess they thought I could just recruit general students as well <laughs> so, uh, so they they asked me to take uh, take on a full time job there and and uh and I enjoyed that time too.
0: Time flies. Uh, did you think that you were going to be at Wingate for as long as you've been? I mean, that's pretty... I sure,
1: yeah, I, I, that was never my plan. I, You know, I don't think uh, it ever entered my mind that, that almost 50 years later I'd be uh, having a conversation with you, Sam, about uh, my, <laughs> my career here. Uh, um, you know, and, and uh, no, obviously I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, at, at that at a age I came here, I never thought about staying here this long, but mm-hmm. every year seemed to be an adventure for me, you know, and, and there was something I, and I joked about, joked about this a little bit with, with people that, that know my background and my career here at the university is that I said, I'm the only person I know that's got a three page resume that never left the same place. I've had so many <laughs> jobs here. Yeah. <you> know, <laughs> my resume is long but but it's all at wingate. <laughs> that's
0: a good, that's true. <laughs> that's funny. we mentioned earlier just the incredible coaches that that are here at wingate not just the head coaches the assistant coaches i mean it, it really just resonates amongst everybody in the athletic department. and one of the things that will we will have a lot of time for this semester with no fall sports is the newly introduced office of diversity and inclusion that was headed up by Marcus Kirkland, the associate head men's basketball coach. And you officially made that announcement this summer. Talk to me about how important that is, especially during this time. Yeah, it, it
1: certainly is important. And one, first of all, let me say, I, can't think of a better person than Marcus Kirkland to lead this initial effort of, you know in, in this department. I, I, um, I think athletes have a, a unique perspective in the area of, of diversity and inclusion. I think uh, you know most of have spent their their careers playing with uh, different uh, different racial groups and different nationalities and things like that and so it, it's you know we have a good mixture here and and at the same time, if we're not careful, we can overlook some of the basic needs that our student athletes have, and some of the challenges that they have in their own personal and and uh, and, and and academic life. And and uh, I just felt like there was a there was a void uh, that we weren't li- We weren't. It wasn't that we were uh, um, not paying attention. It's that is uh, just we weren't asking the right questions? Sure. You know, and I think. Uh, Marcus and his staff, uh, you know, and, and the people he's going to have involved with this, Michelle Cadigan will be active in that role. And, and, uh, and we're going to have representatives from the various teams that will be a, be a part of that, uh, our, our diversity and inclusion uh, council here on the campus in the athletic department. I think it just gives me an opportunity. It gives us all an opportunity to hear some voices, you know, that, that we may not have heard before. And, and, uh, and help them have a better – help them enrich their experience here at Wingate University.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Soaking so in knowledge learning. It's just a, a really awesome initiative, and uh, I can't wait to hear more about it and and uh, maybe jump on a couple of Zoom calls this semester in, in regards to that. Uh, all right. Well, Mr. Poston, this has been an awesome conversation. An awesome conversation to to begin with just all all your insight, hearing about just the the challenging times that we are in and trying to push forward with that one dog mentality and and uh like you said, having the people that you have surrounding you in this particular athletic department, coaches, staff, student athletes is you wouldn't want to have anybody else. Here, so that, that is awesome. I do want to leave you though with uh, any parting words of, of advice, uh, just to, to to give Bulldog Nation during this time, even if it's the the fans, the parents, uh, that that they should hear right now to to maintain a, a positive mindset moving forward.
1: I would say, one thing I would say, Sam, in closing, would that uh, let us hear from you you know, whether it be student athlete, parent, the uh, Bulldog fan, you know, any of the, any people that are associated with our, with our, with our athletics program, let us, let us hear from you if there any, uh any uh, questions you have, any concerns you have, that sort of thing. And and to our student athletes, I want to uh, let them know that our administrative offices, we have an uh, open door policy. I, I don't, uh, unless we've got a conference going on, you never see a door closed in our office, and we we don't mind students dropping by, you know, and and just poking and just uh, poking their head in and uh, saying hello, or just asking a question, or helping or allowing us the opportunity to help them walk through any challenges that they have. And so, um, you know, we're in the student-athlete business. I I say often to the coaches, and they hear this so much, I'm sure they get tired of it. Wingate University is not in the athletic business. We're in the education business, and if what we're doing here at the university in our athletic department isn't a complement to their educational total educational experience, then we are not doing it right. Now I think we are, and I think we are doing it right. And and to the person in this department, I think that's their commitment to those student athletes that come our way.
0: Well put. Well put. Well. Mr. Poston, the Vice President and Director of Athletics here at Wingate University joining me for episode number one of Behind a Bulldog. Excited to see where this takes us, Mr. Poston, and and thank you so much for spending some time with me during what I know is uh, an unprecedented and and busy situation for anybody involved in college athletics.
1: Absolutely is. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for the time you put in and thanks for the good work you do. I, really I appreciate, appreciate so much. What I, you
0: do. I appreciate that. All righty, we're off and rolling. Episode one, Behind a Bulldog, is in the books. Thank you to everyone for listening all the way through. And also a huge thanks again to Mr. Poston for taking some time out of his very busy schedule. Stay tuned for episode two down the road very soon. And for now, stay safe, Wingate Nation, and we'll talk soon.